I'm sure that you, like I, throughout this week, have been seeing some of the horrific pictures and videos coming out of Paris as that most magnificent Gothic cathedral, Notre Dame de Paris, burst into flames, and as that mighty spire toppled into the nave of the church. We see photos from above now showing the entire Gothic roof dating back to the 12th century gone. And it's heartbreaking to see something so iconic disappear. It's heartbreaking on a number of levels, whether or not you're a Christian. Of course, there is a huge Christian significance to the place. It has seen many, many hundreds of years of life and celebrations and mourning. It's weathered revolution and even the scourge of the Nazi occupation. It's heartbreaking on an artistic level, knowing just what is inside that place, how it is a trove of the treasures of Western civilization. And it's a heartbreaking on the level of just the sheer humanity of it. Because wherever you are from around the world, if you have been to Paris, or even if you've only seen pictures of Paris, you can imagine that approach on the Seine and one of the bateaux mouches coming around the bend there and seeing the spire and the bell towers in the distance. And so, in a way, it's a home. It represents home to people from all around the world. And it's as if our home burned down. And on another level, I think it's heartbreaking because the physical conflagration can be seen as an allegory for our times when all around us we see our house on fire, whether it is socially, economically, politically, the way people tend to treat one another. It seems as if goodness and common decency and civility, those things we cherish, those things that hold us together and that bind our civilization are going up in flames, just as that physical symbol of our civilization went up a few days ago. And so it's very easy to become despondent and downhearted. Indeed, people, rightly so, were gathered all around in Paris, singing hymns, having processions, praying the rosary, lighting candles. It's a natural expression of human grief. And all the more poignant that it comes at this time of Holy Week, when we commemorate our Lord's final approach to the cross of Calvary, when we think about his betrayal by Judas, when we think about his being given over into the hands of false accusers, when we think about the false trial he went through, even though he was found not guilty by two different leaders, nevertheless, he was put to death, and in a most gruesome way. But God never lets the light go out. And that's really why we're here. Um, you know, I, I sort of feel sorry for people who don't participate 
in the liturgies of Holy Week because there really is no Easter without Holy Week. There is no resurrection without the suffering and the death first. And they both teach us things. They both teach us very important lessons about life and about our God and about how we are to be as people. So that cathedral of Notre Dame, we think of, we say Notre Dame and we think of that place or we think of a university in Indiana. Um, But there are lots of places that bear that name. And indeed, our own church here in in Tuxedo, St. Mary's, in a way has the same name because they're all dedicated to the same person. The saint who is above all the saints, Our Lady, Blessed Mary. And God tried, we know from our reading of the Old Testament, to bring people into covenant with him over and over and over again. And each time we let him down because of our sinfulness, because of selfishness, greed, whatever, we let God's grace slip through our fingers. A gift so freely given and yet accepted poorly. But there was that one person, that one young woman at that one time long ago who was visited by an angel and who was offered something that she probably, I imagine, wouldn't have ever thought of for herself. An improbable, seemingly impossible invitation to join God in a plan to create a covenant that could never be broken. And in her youth and inexperience and probably fear, holy fear, I suppose, in all that, in all that uncertainty, she said, yes. She said, be it unto me according to thy word. And so, through the power of the Holy Spirit, she became with child. And that child she bore became Jesus, our Lord and Savior, the very light of God in the world, who took on our human flesh and lived and died as one of us, yet without sin. And His story is one of redemption. His story is one of return, of repentance. And so finally on that fateful night in the upper room, he gathers his 12 together, the inner circle, and he institutes the Holy Eucharist, which is another one of God's gifts of love to us. And by tradition, the holy priesthood, as he tells the disciples who are gathered there to break this bread and share this cup in my name until I come. And so you can see that at the darkest points, the darkest points of human history, be it now or be it 2,000 years ago or any time in between, that light of God's love 
does not go out. Even though we proceed and make our way to the cross tomorrow, on Good Friday, when we will commemorate our Lord's suffering and eventual death, we know the light does not go out. And what is it? What is it? It's love. The power of love. And that word is so overused. But I think we're beginning to understand it better again. Not least in part because of the powerful witness and message that our own presiding bishop has been giving to us as Episcopalians and to the world on a broader stage. People are listening. People are interested in a message of love and of reconciliation and of peace and of goodwill among all people. People get tired of living in darkness, living in confusion and chaos. Those things are of the devil. God is light and order and beauty and life. And those are the things that Jesus gives to us through his gift of himself on the cross and through his gift of the Holy Eucharist, which we partake of week in and week out throughout our lives until that day when we need it no more, when we join him with the heavenly host and all those we love but see no more. So in the midst of the darkness of this season and in the darkness of this broader season in the world that we see all around us, don't forget, don't give up. That light does not go out. God wants for us and for all of his children love, light, life, and beauty. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.